Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Wichita State Assistant Coach Mark Lewis. Coach Lewis has been with the program since 1999. He is a USBC Silver Certified Coach. He is Coach of the 2005, 2007, 2009 Women's National Championship Team. Coach Lewis, I want to thank you for joining myself and former Shocker himself, Steve Klemkin. Coach, thanks for joining us again today. Glad to be here. All right. Well, Coach uh, Lewis, thought we'd bring you on the Shocker Bowling Camps. Just finished up uh, this uh, recently here in Wichita. Steve was able to come out there and join you, help you guys out with some of the campers. So let's talk about that and how you feel this year went and, and just kind of talk about even the inception of those camps and how they continue to grow and grow and grow. Yeah, we've, uh, I think this is our 21st year of, of installments, 20, 21 years down the road now of uh, trying to have some uh, a camp program, just a, a way to try and get uh, a chance to help as many kids as we can to just help them get to be better. I mean, we been down that road ourselves and had a number of folks that have helped us so uh, just trying to do the same thing as much as we possibly can and they've uh, worked out really well these ones we've you know the one like the ones steve was at recently we've uh, actually have their housing camp the kids actually stay on campus you know in our our, uh, our new main uh you know freshman dorm so they get a chance to experience what that would be like to be kind of a little snippet of what it's like to go to college i'm at i'm in, on in a dorm for a couple of days and around having dorm food and, and come across to kind of, you know, train and practice, you know, at our, at the Radican student center on our campus and where our, our teams train and just kind of gives them a little, you know, small glimpse of, of a college life on a, you know, with a bowling program and uh, just enjoy being able to do that and get kids excited about bowling and excited about the, you know, maybe the chances of, of uh, bowling someday at college. So these camps uh, can start from when you're age 10 all the way up to 25. So that covers a wide range, a wide variety of bowlers and even skill set, I'm guessing. Let's say you have a bowler, one of your younger guys, or even maybe one of your guys who is in high school, and they come to you and they say, Coach, I want to switch from two hands to one. What do you tell them? Well, we would we would work through a lot of that. You know, I'm trying to look at the, a variety from, from either way, trying to go one hand to two, two to one, you know, you know, uh, you know, just obviously over the years, you've got you know kids who were you know, were backup bowlers and and throwing a ball decently at a at a beginning level, but just trying to you know trying to help them through the process of you know the kind of pluses and minuses, the different things that are going on, and just trying to work through a lot of the mechanics that apply to to what they need to try and do, and and work them through that process of trying to here's here's the different fundamental pieces, and a lot of those fundamentals apply to two-handed to one-handed they do go back and forth there obviously there are differences but there's a lot of things that that are very similar you know from between uh, someone who's throwing it two-handed somebody who's going to throw it one-handed and we'd work through that you know and, and kind of give them some video examples and you know, kind of let them see what they're doing themselves and work work through that whole process to try and help them as much as possible and then and they keep typical you know high school kids are is the main group you know you, know, you talk about ages from you know we do our nuts and bolts camp, which is a weekend camp that's actually still coming up, that's a, that works for ten year olds, but works at ten to twenty five. And we'll get kids that'll the main group of those are well, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. They are, you know, kind of high school age and kind of trying to look to try to get better and are you know kind of questioning about college. You know. Now, when you're when you 
went through and you saw so many of those uh, those different uh, players on video analysis. Did you see any kind? Was there any kind of a trend that you would say you've seen over the the first three camps? Uh, well, <laughs> seems like you know there's a lot of things that are that you see through a lot of kids over the course of uh, just the last few years, even. But the the, the tr- common kind of trend is sure appears to be a tendency to want to be open. I want my body open. I want to you know, push the ball away to the right or to the left, if they're right-handed or left-handed, try and, try and open the lane up to try and give the lane away, uh, knowing that in the typical youth environment, the more the vast majority of players in the youth environment and through high school, they're bowling on a, on a softer or recreational condition for the most part. I mean, during their high school time, you know, once they get down the road in a little more youth tournament play and, and junior gold competition, well, sure, then you get into something that's a little more tournament-like and things that get a little sport-like and the, and the patterns get a little flatter. But, you know, I'm they're kind of built into the, the lane is going to help me so I can kind of give, give the pattern away. and I'm, I'm not really squared up to where the ball needs to go, but it's just kind of – it is in some way. It's, it's out there where the lane man is going to help me get the ball back to the pocket as opposed to where the conditions get harder. In a tournament environment, I got to be able to make make shots and be more precise and 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 just kind of get have more control. It's a lot about power for some of these younger kids and less about harnessing some of that power and adding more control so they can have more variety of what they need to do. And and one of those things, you know, when we were talking about that with harnessing the power and such, that I thought was a real interesting presentation that Coach Vatican did um, was on spare shooting. And, it, you know, it seemed to me like, you know, when you have a flatter pattern, like a lot of times you bowl in sport patterns in college, that that spare shooting even, you know, becomes even more critical. What what are your thoughts on that, Coach L? Well, sure. I mean, that's, that's always the case. When you go from an environment where I might be able to average 220 to where the environment is more, you know, 2 and, you know, 190 to 200 is a good score, you know, then your spare shooting is, is even heightened. I'm not going to hit the pocket as often. I'm not going to strike as often. So I got to—I definitely can't can't give away frames. I got to be able to fill frames, and that becomes more critical. And then, again, in that softer, more house pattern, recreational type pattern, you know, environment that the most kids grow up on, and yeah. it's, you know, U.S. or international kids that we see too. That it's, you know, I can I can hook at spares. I can hook at stuff, especially stuff that's if I'm right-handed. I can I'm going to hook this stuff to my left. If I'm left-handed, I'm going to hook the spares to my right, and it may work because. You know, it gives them a chance to make those because the the pattern is easier. It gives them a chance to make them too, so I can make mistakes and it can still make its way back to where my spares at. But when the conditions flatter, I'm not, I don't have the benefit of being able to miss my target by very much and still have it, you know, make the spare. So that's when you know, trying to take the lane out of play and trying to negate some of the the variables on the pattern that I need to play a little straighter and I need to be able to kind of know what it's going to do from lane to lane, pair to pair house to house. And so I've been more confident in where it's going to go if I have a better feel for that. Yeah, so that's interesting. So talk about once they they commit to you guys. I'm guessing by then you've kind of told them, look, you guys aren't, you know, that hooking at the bucket, that's not going to work once you once you get over here. Or hooking at your seven or four pins isn't going to work. Or do the high school coaches get that in their head? Or is it starting to be more common? I mean, it seems like as someone who's bowling, to me, it's a little bit common knowledge. But I guess, like you said, if you're used to the, the easier conditions, 
you would just hook at that stuff. So is that something you have to, is, is it a lot of mechanics and working through with these guys to so say you have to go hard and straight because it's the only way that we're going to be able to do things here? Yeah, it's, it's kind of understanding that the environment starts to change and you start to see that that's, that's what happens. And, of course, we'll, you know, kind of at the beginning of the year with, with uh, that we do or you know, kind of our tryout process that we do that every we put everybody through even even folks that we've kind of you know picked to be with the team and stuff that we've that we've recruited that they still go through this tryout process where the conditions are beyond sport pattern you know we'll use some that will be very sport like and something that might be out there that kids have bowled on before or might have seen before but there's also a number of other patterns we use during that three-week process where they're very hard, you know, to the point where almost almost inverted in places and stuff that they may not see very often. Where it is very challenging. It's hard to get the ball. If I try and cover, if I'm trying to, to get around the pattern and, and, and hook the ball a lot, that that it actually it's not going to not going to help them. And by trying to hook too much, it makes it harder. So they start to see some of that and understand that I need to somewhat take the lane out of play and not try and expect that I, I have mistake room out there on the lane where that's what they've been growing up on. So they kind of need to understand that I need to, to be straighter. I mean, most of them said most kids right-handed will shoot right-handed spares. Most of them will shoot those and play them straight and left-handers will play the same, same thing, the left side spares, but it's those cross lane spares that, you know, before I could kind of hook across and get across there to see that work. Uh, that's something I think you even see, you know, beyond the youth level that you'll see, you know, players at a USBC Open that maybe, you know, at a house pattern have hooked it left side spares. Now I can't control what it's going to do to go across to make the four or the seven at the USBC Open. So that, those kind of things come into play too for adults that maybe have been kind of conditioned by by the house pattern and kind of recreational environment. So I, 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 I use what works in the environment I'm in and I, I get kind of conditioned and that works okay. But uh, it it usually happens pretty quickly, and some of the the high, a little more elite people who are used to bowling more tournaments and a little more seasoned and a and youth level usually have a lot straighter have a, have a straighter spare game or have, at least have uh, at least modified to some degree so it's closer so it helps them. I'm glad you brought up USBC Open Championships because the 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 just concluded right for 2016 and and we had a, a particular team of shockers who walked away with the. Uh, with the team title, Brent Bauer is in his team there. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Does it make you proud being yeah. a coach to see that kind of success? Well, from your, obviously, your yes, teammate? Yeah, yeah, well, that, that too. You know that from, you know, just from the challenges of uh, the toughness it is to try and just co- compete collegiately to try and make to win a national championship. But you look at trying to, to have those kind of opportunities at the USBC Open or the old ABC tournament, you know, for, for years, that's something that, uh, it's always a challenge when you're talking about, you know, seven, eight, you know, whatever, how many thousand teams that do go in there to try and compete. And, you know, you know, they had a group of, of guys, you know, Brent Bowers being one of the oldest guys in that group. I think he was, a, he's bowled the tournament like maybe seven years or something. And the other couple of guys, it was like their first one, first or second. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so Brent Bowers, you know, from who's, was uh, part of our championship teams from like 08 and, and 2010 on the men's side. And, and uh, Chris Prather had been part of our program a few years back, but you've got the other three guys just competed on our, in, uh, on our teams last year, you know, with the, you know, Zach, Zach Rhodes and Mitch Hoope and, and Justin Swashka. And those guys uh, just obviously know how to work together. I mean, even though they don't bowl league together or they're not something like that, that's a regular team that plays together, but they understand how to, 
interact and work together and, and, and try and work as a team and, and work the pattern and, and, uh, and, tr- and try and uh, help each other and that whole process, which is, it's a challenge at, at that kind of event where you've got so much going on and trying to stay focused on what's happening and the, for them to, to put together that kind of score on, a, on some conditions that have been challenging, has been tougher. Like you, what, you had only two two teams that shot were right at that. They were at, at above 3,300. So that was an unbelievable number, and, and it held up for. A, I think they had a, had to sit through a month to, to see if that held up, and it did. And month uh, of torture. Adds to it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely is. You know, especially nowadays where you can, you know, you're watching every day and every squad go by. You know, back. You know, kind of. Back to my my chances to win those win Eagles. You know, we were you know like the, the first first year we actually had to get the Sunday newspaper delivered from Jacksonville so we could figure out if we were still in first place after a, a week. Had to wait for the Sunday paper to show up. It wasn't an internet oh, access oh, time <laughs> to, to, to keep track of what was going on. But these guys were, <laughs> I mean, they're on pins and needles every every day and, and through the nighttime and just trying to work it out. But fortunately, it, it held up for them. It's a great accomplishment, something that you know, they'll you know, really be able to have something to look back on and hopefully build on with some of those kids. And Coach Lewis, as, a, as an old school guy, like you mentioned, the uh, ABC tournament earlier, I'm guessing you're a fan of these more uh, challenging conditions that we're seeing put out there these last couple of years where the scores are, you know, it's, a, it's truly a shot maker's tournament as opposed to some years past. So uh, talk about that and what your thoughts are and how you guys even, I'm sure, are able to say, and take their the collegiate bowling experience that these uh, that these shockers have, and use that once they get into these adult elite tournaments. Well, sure. I mean, it's it's, it's something that you know we we tried to talk about even through camp, where just the differences between a, a youth environment and as you get into a collegiate environment, that's a that's a flatter, tougher, you know, more sport condition like the same thing as you move into into a an, an elite amateur condition or international play or you know toward the professional ranks. You're into in tougher harder conditions where and there's more, more players who can play at that skill level. And so you're, you're, you're able to have to try and keep things together. You got to be able to make shots, you got to be able to have some versatility so you can make those fine tune adjustments. You, you have to fill frames. Like we talked about with shooting spares. So, you know, there were spares, spares make up a big portion there. And it's just, just even just competing, not to just to hopefully hold on and win and win an Eagle, but to be able to just, just to, to, to finish high that, you know, Every spare you make is, you know, it could could be the difference between finishing, you know, first or third or third to third to fourth. It could, you can lose spots just by, you know, spares here or there, and, and or a loose shot here or there with that many teams, that many really good players coming in there to compete. So you have to be able to, you know, stay focused through that whole time frame. Be able to work together to to to, to have some confidence as you step up every single time, and, and do that over, you know, over a three-hour period trying to put together shots and. They come across where you know you you did it better than anybody else through that whole run for the tournament. That's that's a challenge, and and uh, it's uh, as you know, Steve. It's not not easy. I mean, it can happen, but but uh, I mean, Brent Bowers kind of has bowled a couple times at that tournament with him, and as he's trying, he's he's hoping to try and break through to. He's seen what uh, kind of our teams have done in the past, and, and some of the players he's been around from here in Wichita. That uh, boy would love to try and do that. And of course, everybody thinks that initially. And, but the chances of it happening, there's so few opportunities that you get, and so you know, so many times that you know, you might, might have a chance, but to, to have that accomplishment happen and to, to break through is a is kind of unbelievable to, to believe because you're hoping it happens, and but you also think this may never happen for me, and uh, so those guys who accomplished that has really been special. There, there's definitely that you know difference between like the mental 
mental grind and mental aspect and uh, and versus actually just having your physical game kind of spot on so so how do you, how do you you know how do you kind of characterize or what do you attribute to you know success to is it is it more of achieving things mentally and kind of staying focused for those you know the the grind throughout the the 30 frames or is it an exceptional physical game or you know some people say you know bowling at the highest level is 90% mental and 10% physical and others kind of say the opposite what are your thoughts well, I think it's, I think it's, it's more like Yogi Bear would say. It's ninety percent physical, and the other ninety percent is, is mental. You know, so it's more that way. <laughs> but because uh, I, I think it's definitely, you know, that it starts with your physical game, and can I get my physical game to the point where uh, it's very repeatable? So I don't have to have a lot of extra focus on it when I go compete. So my, I'm working on it and training and conditioning and practicing, so that way it's grooved and it's, it's fine tuned and I have my versatility down, my adjustments down. So when I go compete, I can turn that part off and I am just going to match up. I'm just playing lanes and I'm, I'm trying to stay focused, you know, when it's time for my shot to happen, especially, like I said, it's a difference between singles play where it may be four to a pair. And so something like that, four or six to a pair, the pace is quicker. I'm back on the, on the, on the lanes much quicker in between shots. So I can kind of get in a groove and get, and get things rolling. I can go on a four or five bagger and, and keep that run going. But in team play, you know, I, that pace slows down. I've got to be able to to you know, make sure that I'm not grinding on it for three hours straight. I'm not grinding on my, my, my moves and my adjustments and what, what my next shot's going to be. But I'm spending that time in between working with my teammates. You know, I'm spending some time in there just being loose and, and, and having fun and, and having to be a really loose atmosphere with everybody. And then that that piece of being able to step up as I get to the approach and kind of use my mental games. I've got a good routine and a good pre-shot routine and a good mental cycle here where I'm I'm focused when I make shots, but then I'm loose after I get off and I can relax. And then as I get ready to get back up to the approach again, now I can focus back in and I'm ready to make a shot again. But I'm not grinding on it. And it can easily, I mean, you see that happen to guys all the time in that in that event that they're overworking it and they're you know overthinking things that are going on to the whole process because of the time in between and so i i can't switch it off i can't go off and on i'm not in a good rhythm so it's definitely a, it's a it's a combination of the both of the physical stuff i've done before i got there and i may have a little trigger or some some special kind of physical thought that kind of helps me say say zoned in on what either a loose swing or a good start or something that way but it's definitely mental in those kind of situations to where I'm in control of what I'm doing and I'm helping my teammates mentally be there too. So I'm really helping that it's, it's a team mental game kind of a function and, and working together to make that happen. So Mark, I'm reading Dr. Dean Hinnance's latest book titled Bowling Psychology, A Guide to Mental Mastery of the Lanes. And he talks about there when talking about execution and setting up your shot cycle, what he talks about on uh, in his th- theory is that sometimes when a bowler is not having the authority and conviction that is needed, they can be playing the perfect line and have the perfect ball in their hand, but if they don't have the authority and conviction with each shot, it's going to lead to disaster. I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, absolutely. It's not just even the piece in your hand or the right ball in your hand, but it's the, I have the right line, the right ball speed you know, pick, picked out. I've got the right release I'm going to use, the right amount of loft I'm going to use, the right ball speed. I've got that all there. And I've got to be totally committed to that's, that's what I'm doing. 
know, I, if I, it is the challenge of, of keeping any little fragment of doubt out of my mind. So if I'm filling it with positive, and this is what I'm seeing, this is my positive expectations, and my images is very positive. This is what I see. This is this is what I'm doing. I'm going there, you know, seeing that that location, and I leave that little bit of doubt out of there. Then a great chance of success. And I've seen, you know, you know multiple times, you know, lots of times, you know, but you know, very significantly, you know, burned into my mind is, you know, I, you know, was able to win an eagle with uh, with Mark Jensen, one of another USBC Hall of Famer from here in Wichita, and he's that kind of you know, individual. I've seen him play the wrong, absolute wrong line, but was so committed and so confident that this is it. And to, you know, make have success and, and have have us been able to be, allow us to, to win win events or, or win an eagle and, and just, you know, because I see this picture so clearly for me, this is, I'm playing here, you know, I, that happens across all kinds of sports. That's that's a that's a you know football quarterback making a pass that you're not supposed to make, but you see it and you're confident to do it. Or a golfer making a shot that that uh, that that's impossible. You shouldn't play it that way, and they do it. You know, so it's that happens. It's it's more about the confidence you have in in what you expect to do and what you're planning to do, and you see it so clearly that it is. There's no doubt anywhere. Allows you to pull those things off, which seem to be that's impossible, but it's not that. It's because you were so committed and you're so confident that this is, this is what's going to happen that you make that happen. And you, you do it in, even in spite of it may be the wrong ball in your hand, maybe the wrong line you're playing and maybe whatever, but you make that work. And maybe you, you may have, may have played a way that that's, you only got a board to play with. And if you were playing them correctly, you might've had two, a couple of boards to play with or three, but you make that work and you drill that target every single time because you see it as if I got, well, I got the world right there. Said, are you kidding me? What are you doing playing there? But that's that's how that works, and that happens all the time. It's it's more about your your confidence in the whole picture, not just you yourself and your ability, but also in what you're doing at that moment and being able again in that team environment. I got to be able to do that and contain that and control it each time I get back up. So in between shots, I'm, it doesn't get distracted. I don't get pushed off course, and that's always the challenge too because you get so much else going on. In those kind of environments, especially big setting like a like a USBC Open event or a national championship event, that you know I got to be able to stay focused each time I get up there, and that's that's a function of the the team working together to try and help each other, you know, stay in that in that right frame of mind and be prepared to come up there and, and have a solid pre-shot routine and execute shots at the level they need to. A final final question I have for you, Coach L. What if somebody was interested in becoming a you know going to Wichita State and wanted to find out about the program and trying out or scholarship availability or any of that kind of stuff? How how would they go about it? Well, Steve, there's a lot of places to to, to look through that. I mean, just obviously to to the, you know to our location at Wichita State University and from the, the our website to get to our stuff at wichita.edu/bowling to get to our site and look for information about that, you know, where scholarships are available, you know, not just, uh, you know, academic scholarships to the university, but also bowling scholarships that we offer, uh, you know, through the course of the program is something to, to look at a lot of information. It's, it's available for them to see about on there as far as, you know, what's the, what's the program like. And that's why we like doing the, the camps because it gives the kids a chance to see what our program is like and what we do and how we, 
how we work with players and what we what we trying to trying to accomplish with everybody. So that helps a lot. But just there's a lot of information available online that will help them, or they can get in contact with us at, at Wichita State through the through the website as well, and and uh, check in with with either Coach Vatican and myself or or Holly Harris, who's kind of our our right arm that kind of helps with a lot of these things and helps a lot of the recruiting and answer a lot of questions about just what to expect. But, uh, but you're, you know, I guess like anybody, you're, you know, there's places to try and help with that process, but uh, the things that are in those individuals control, we can help a lot, but what they try to do is just, is, you know, working hard through school, you know, being you know just a great student, which is going to help them whatever they decide to do, whatever school they go to, whatever their, their end, end game is, you know, beyond school, it will help that process to try to, you know, do what they can to be, you know, academically prepared. And then at the same time, just just some of the things we've talked about is really working on their game and working on to get a great spare game. And it's not just feel like, well, I, it's good. It's good for high school. No, it just it needs to be good, period. Just, a, you know, not, not with a, a comma to it and go, well, in my environment or around my town, but just try to, to be sharp with what they're doing and, and, if they need to, you know, get looking for help, looking trying to get, you know, good level of coaching and available to try and help them in their area, or, you know, or get with us to try and we can help them as much as we can. We that's what we want to do. We want to try and help them. It doesn't matter where they're going to school, but we obviously love to have them come to Wichita State and be a, you know, a chance to try and you know be part of some of the things that like, like these uh these five guys that just uh, won the USB USBC Open Championship event. So try to turn some kids around and hopefully put them off on a solid career for their future. So they can love to try and help them and they can lots of different ways to get in touch with us. And we'd be glad to be talking to them and help answer questions they might have. All right. And along those same lines, talk about and address kind of how it is with you guys being where you're at, all the national championships you've won. I'm sure people are sitting there listening thinking, man, it must be easy for those guys to recruit kids. And they got all sorts of people coming their way and gosh, people are just, you know, beating down the doors to come to Wichita state, which is true. But still talk about it's still a process for you guys. You guys still do have to win kids over, per se, and recruit them and go through that same process that any school does. So talk about without giving, again, without giving you know too much away, but talk about how you guys are able to do that once you get them even there on their visits. Well, I think, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest part is just trying to get you know, kids to come see, see the university. It's a, it's a beautiful campus. It's a you know, great facility. There's lots of, you know, there's lots of different you know, degree fields, you know, there's, you know, this is not a little small, small school. This is a, a big four-year school. You've got, you know, you know, I guess over 140 different degree programs and, and you've got, you know, maybe 50 or so different, you know, master's programs and doctor, there's doctorate programs available. So it's a major, major four-year school, but with a great, you know, one of the best, if, if uh, the best, you know, collegiate bowling program that's been around with 20 national titles that, Again, not just the, the collegiate national titles, but just I, I think we you know, we've been able to produce a lot of champions in a lot of different realms. Having a lot of fun watching the women and all their all their things that are going on on the, the professional women's tour that's going on, and excited about our alums that are out there, you know, competing and, and winning winning titles. So that's exciting. But so it's it's just you know, everything we we try to do is a is about creating excellence with the students with their academic fields. You know, with the number of collegiate All-Americans that we've had, but also I, I think it's just that that environment of we're just trying to to help players be the best they could possibly be at everything, and that includes you know academics and their their bowling side and their future. So I could we just yeah we there's a lot of people who constantly are checking with us and trying to you know, and making visits and, and 
and that's great. And we do, you know, we're out chasing after you know, kids as well to try and just, uh, you know, hey, this is like this is the right fit for you, and and how can we help, and what questions you know do you have, and and uh, we'd love to try and answer those questions. But it's like it's just the like our track record, you know, kind of speaks for itself, and so that helps to draw kids to what we're doing. That uh, I think we're doing stuff right. We've been doing it right for a long time, and 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 I think players are seeing that, and they're you know, having success out there on. You know, both the men's and women's tours out on the USBC Open side, the, the women's Open events, you know, with with the titles again this year, and and uh, with the just all those different aspects and kids that are you know have excelled at a junior level who came to us as you know maybe they finished a you know 200th or 150th or 300th in junior gold, and and now that some of those players are are on the junior national team, so. Yeah, they've excelled to where they've grown and, and improved to be able to, to to make that leap too. So, I think it's just something that we're able to to help players improve and help them, you know, kind of see you know see where they're headed and help them get toward their goals and and maybe even expand on their goals for what they thought they were they were aiming for when they first came to school. And we're just we're we're, we're excited to do that. That's that's what we that's what we enjoy doing because that's again you know, people did that for us when we were when we were go, you know coming up to go to school and and that's uh. We're just trying to, our way of trying to give it back to, to all those kids out there who are trying to work as hard as they can to, to to get down the road and try to improve themselves and get as good as they can get. All right. Well, great stuff, Coach L. Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate the time, and it was great seeing you again there for the Shocker Bowling Camp, and hope to see you around sooner than later. Yeah, probably will, maybe with the different crowds going on, but uh, both Indianapolis and, uh, and you know, Lincoln and all kinds of places with uh, we got all of our players out there, so sure we'll run to each other but uh, it's always been always been good